the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Lord Yahweh appeared to Abram at Shechem and promised to give him the land of Canaan, the promised land. That's why it's called the promised land. And this all happened at Shechem, at Sukkar. And the Lord promised to bless Abram, and the Lord promised that through him, the Messiah would come, and the Messiah would be a blessing to the whole world as a Savior of the world. And that that happens at Shechem. It happens at Sukkar. As Pastor Dan continues to lead us through the Gospel of John, we come to the story of Jesus traveling through Samaria, stopping at Sukkar. There's so much significance in this story and Jesus' interaction with the woman at the well. But there's some context to this location that often gets overlooked by Christians. In today's message, Pastor Dan is going to explore some of the history that this region holds and help us understand the importance of Jesus' visit. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of John chapter 4 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. chapter 4, and we're going to look at a bunch of passages this morning. Uh, So you're going to want to go ahead and find these other passages. Uh, Genesis chapters 12 and 33. Genesis 12 and 33. Joshua chapters 8 and 24. Joshua chapters 8 and 24. 2 Kings 17. 2 Kings 17. Uh, And I'll give you Ezra chapter 4. We're not actually going to turn to Ezra chapter 4, but you're going to want to jot that down of your note taker. I'll read John chapter 4 for us this morning, beginning with verse 1. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, Jesus left Judea. And departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. And so he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sukkar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well, literally on the well. It was about the sixth hour. It was noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And then the woman of Samaria said to Jesus, how is it that you being a Jew ask a drink from me, a Samaritan 
woman. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well? And drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. Isn't that true? But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said to him, sir, Give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said I have no husband for you have had five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband and that you spoke truly. And the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And at this point, his disciples came back and they marveled that he talked with a woman Yet no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they, those in the city, went out of the city and came to him. And in the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? And Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? But I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. For they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days 
And many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves had heard him. And we know that this is indeed the Christ, the savior of the world. Well, this this is one of the most wonderful uh, passages in the Gospels. Uh, Just one of the one of the most wonderful conversations uh, that Jesus has uh, in his ministry here on the earth. He has this conversation with a woman of Samaria. Uh, And if you remember, in chapter three, Jesus was in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover feast. And then he left Jerusalem and he went out to Judea and he was ministering in Judea for a period of time. And now we're told he leaves Judea to head back home to Galilee, but he goes first and makes a stop in Samaria. So he goes from Judea to Samaria. So he started in Jerusalem, then he goes to Judea, and now he's going to Samaria. And I point that out because in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus will give the great commission to his disciples, and he will tell his disciples, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And then in the book of Acts, we see just that, that the disciples began in Jerusalem, and they spread into Judea, and they spread from there into Samaria, just as Jesus commanded. And we see here that what Jesus told his disciples to do, he himself modeled for them. And so now he leaves Judea and he's heading back north to the Galilee, but he's going to stop in Samaria uh, and he's going to stop in Sukkar at the well. Some of you, probably most of you uh, have heard that uh, the Jews, when they traveled to and from Jerusalem, they typically went around, went around Samaria and that they would cross over the Jordan River and come up through Perea around Samaria and then enter back in above Samaria, uh, up near the Galilee. How many of you have heard that, that teaching before? Listen, there's no record of that, ever. That's just a Christian myth that has become, you know, believed by everybody now. The fact is, in the Gospels, on several occasions, we read that Jesus and his disciples traveled through Samaria to and from uh, Jerusalem. Luke chapter 9, verses 52 to 56. Luke uh, chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. Jesus travels through Samaria. Uh, We see in the book of Acts that Jesus tells the disciples to go to Samaria. We see in the book of Acts, the disciples, Philip, for example, they go to Samaria and they minister in Samaria. In the rabbinical writings of that time, It talks about the Jews making their pilgrimage through Samaria. Josephus talks about the Jews making their pilgrimage through Samaria. So the biblical record and all of the historical records we have tell us that the Jews always traveled through Samaria to get to Jerusalem and to get home from Jerusalem. They never went around. They never went around Samaria. They always passed through Samaria. Uh, Samaria. Now, look at verse 3 again. He leaves Judea. He departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. And John uses very emphatic language here. He needed to go through 
Samaria. Your translation uh, might say something like, he, he must go through Samaria. Uh, it's necessary. I think the old King James says, he must, needs to go through Samaria. So why? I mean, Jesus always traveled through Samaria to and from Jerusalem. This isn't new. This isn't a new way that he's going. He always traveled that way. That's the most direct route to and from Galilee. He always went through Samaria. So why is this time different? Why, did, why must he go through Samaria this time? Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. What's different about this trip through Samaria? Well, for one, there's a woman there that he needs to speak to and minister to. That, that's one reason, but I, I don't really think that's the, the main reason. I think there's a more, more significant um, reason and meaning to him going through Samaria. And I think verse 5 gives us a clue as to why Jesus needed to go through Samaria. Verse 5 says, So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sukkar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph, and Jacob's well was there. Jesus needed to go through Samaria, specifically to a town called Sukkar. Jesus needed to go to Sukkar. He, he, it's necessary for him to go to Sukkar. That's what this passage is telling us. Not go through Samaria. He always went through Samaria. But he needs to go to Sukkar. Now, why Sukkar? Well, I think the Old Testament tells us why. The Old Testament name for Sukkar is Shechem. Shechem. And some of you are still thinking, I don't, I'm not tracking with you. <laughs> I've never heard of Shechem before. Uh, well, Shechem, for those of you that don't know, uh, was one of the most important cities in the Old Testament. It's mentioned over 60 times in the Old Testament. And some of the most powerful moments in the history of Israel, in the history of God's people, occurred at Shechem, at Sukkar. Before uh, Jerusalem became Israel's religious center. And even before Shiloh hosted the tabernacle for over 400 years, there was Shechem. And but before Jerusalem, before Shiloh, Shechem was the center of what God was doing in his people. There, was, there are very many important events happened at Shechem. But what I want to do this morning is just show you four events in the Old Testament that occurred at Shechem or Sukkar, as it's called here in our passage, uh, just to help you see the significance 
of this city and to help you understand why Jesus needed to go there. He needed to go to Sukkar. He needed to go to Shechem. So turn to Genesis chapter 12. We're going to start there. Genesis 12. So we're, start, we're starting with Abraham. Abraham is the father of the Jewish people. He's, he's also called the father of faith. And Genesis 12 is when God first called Abraham, to, when he's called Abram, uh, and he calls him to leave his homeland of Ur and to go to a land that God would show him. Look at verse 1 of chapter 12. Then the Lord, that's, that's Yahweh. Notice Lord is all capital letters in your Bible. Yahweh had said to Abram, that's Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. So he tells him, you're going to leave your homeland, leave your family, and I'm, and I'm going to take you to a land that I will show you. Now look at the promises God, Yahweh, made to Abram in verse 2. He says, I will make you a great nation. At this point, Abram has no children. But God makes this promise to him. I'm going to make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And here we are thousands of years later reading about Abraham. huh? And you shall be a blessing. Look at verse 3. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed through Abraham. Because it's from Abraham that the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, will come. So we are all blessed by Abraham. Because through him came the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Verse 4, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Verse 5 says, Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, his nephew, and all their possessions, all that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, their servants, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Now, the end of verse 5 tells us they came to the land of Canaan, and we can read that. Okay, so they left their homeland of Ur, and they came to the land of Canaan. It's a thousand mile journey. It's a thousand mile journey. So they travel the thousand miles and they come to the land of Canaan. Now look at verse six. Abram passed through the land to the place of what does your Bible say? Shechem. Abram came to Shechem when he first entered into the promised land. He goes into Canaan and he goes to Shechem. Sukkah. As far as the terebinth tree of Moray and the Canaanites were then in the land. So he comes into the promised land and he and it's not the promised land yet. And he comes in and he goes to Shechem and he dwelt in Shechem, which is Sukkar in John chapter four. Now look at verse seven. Then the Lord appeared to Abram. Who appeared to Abram? The Lord Yahweh. Where? Shechem, Sukkar. This is the first time that the Lord appears to Abram, to Abraham. And he appears to him at Shechem. 
the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, to your descendants, I will give this land. And there Abraham built an altar to Yahweh who had appeared to him. The Lord Yahweh appeared to Abram at Shechem and promised to give him the land of Canaan, the promised land. That's why it's called the promised land. And this all happened at Shechem, at Sukkar. And the Lord promised to bless Abram and the Lord promised that through him, the Messiah would come and the Messiah would be a blessing to the whole world as a savior of the world. And that that happens at Shechem. It happens at Sukkar. Now turn over to Genesis 33. We'll look at the second example. Again, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens at Shechem. We're just looking at four examples here. Genesis 33. Now we have Abraham's grandson, Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. So this is his grandson. And if you remember the story of Jacob, Jacob deceived his father, Isaac, when his father was very old and blind. He uh, disguised himself and he deceived his own father and stole the blessing from his father that his father intended to give to his older brother Esau. And then Jacob feared for his life. And so he ran. He fled and he leaves the country and he went and he lived with his uncle Laban for 20 years. And while he was with his uncle Laban, he married Leah and he married Rachel. And then the Lord told Jacob to return back to his homeland, return back to Canaan, which he did. But if you remember the story, we're in Genesis 33 and Genesis 32. As he's traveling back to the land of Canaan, he becomes afraid. And there's one night where Jacob is alone and the Lord appears to him and the Lord wrestles with Jacob. Do you remember that story? They wrestle together. And it's at that point that the Lord God changes Jacob's name from Jacob to Israel. The name Israel means governed by God. And it's now at this point in Jacob's life for the first time in his life, he's truly submitted to God. He's truly humbled by God. He's truly places himself under God's authority and he's truly governed by God for the first time in his life. That's chapter 32. Then we come into chapter 33. Uh, Jacob, Israel, he enters into the promised land after just having this experience where he wrestles with the Lord. The Lord changes his name to Israel. He's now submitted to the Lord and under the authority of the Lord. He comes into the land of Canaan. And guess where he goes? Shechem. He asked me how I know and I say brings If you missed any part of today's message or would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings from 1 John, you can do so right now at calvaryec.com. Just click on media. In fact, there's an entire library of Pastor Dan's messages that you're welcome to listen to and even share with friends and family. Would you do us a favor? Would you join us in praying for the ministry of Ring of Truth? Please pray for Pastor Dan and everyone involved in this program that we would continue to listen and respond to what our Heavenly Father has to say. Pray, too, for your brothers and sisters in Christ listening along with you, that they would be protected from the enemy, and that the truth and blessing of Scripture would fuel their passion for following the Lord. Thank you for taking the time to pray. Though our time with you is at an end for today, we'd like to encourage you not to shut your Bible just yet. 
Continue reading in the book of 1 John or take some time to explore any of the other 65 books in God's Word. Each one reveals new aspects of your relationship with your Creator and will open your eyes to His purpose and plans for this world and for you. We pray you are blessed richly as you continue an extended time of learning from Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today and join us next time for another edition of Ring of Truth. Recognize her.